former All Black halfback Ant Strawn. How are you, Strachan? Morning, gentlemen. And on the radio waves, you're all golden children. You know that? Oh. <laughs> hey, what a guy. How's that? Yeah, oh. that's very, that very good. I like that, Ant. Hey, Ant, so um, in the second half, why did it change so much? And what were the adjustments that you saw Argentina make to just kind of make it feel very scrappy? Oh, I just thought uh, they just lost their shape a little bit. Uh, I mean, you know, they scored some some tries with some very special touches in that first half. And as you know, when the boys are playing with confidence, particularly in the halves, uh, you know, they can do anything from anywhere. And I just think they needed to probably the first five or ten minutes just settle back down, put some heat back on at set piece. You know, their scrum was dominant. Uh, line out was pretty effective. And maybe just run a, f- a few more rucks. You know, just pull those defenders in and just start, you know, getting those Argentinians working hard on defence again, which they did in the first half. But it really was quite a helter-skelter from sort of the 41st minute. And, of course, losing players and the sin bin and stuff didn't help them either. But, uh, yeah, I, I just thought they lost their shape and lost their way a little bit in terms of tactics. Because there was some uh, quite incredible play in that first half. Like, as I, I went back, because, you, you know, when you finish watching a second half like that, you can be a bit... Oh, that was a bit unsatisfying. Then I watched the highlights again, particularly from Bowden Barrett, like the pass, you know, the the sort of under, I don't know what you call that underhand double flick pass, and then the nice little offload out to um, uh, Nahulu as well. There was some incredible play in there. Do you think that in the second half they might have been guilty of just trying to do a little too much of that? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I mean, as as we've seen all season, uh, those very special touches, not just from those two players you mentioned, but from a number of them, uh, had been pretty effective and come off most of the time. But, you know, sometimes you've just got to settle back down. You're in a pretty hostile environment uh, in Buenos Aires and, and just, you know, play some percentages just to put that pressure back on. Uh, if they'd scored early in that second half, I think, you know, the, the Pumas could have really folded. But uh, because they turned the ball over a few times and uh, let the, the, them off the hook a couple of times, you know, they sort of got back into the match. So, yeah, again, just tactically needed to play a little tighter, I think. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the Argentinians, they're a weird team to watch for me because at the same time as they got smashed in that first half, they're far grittier in the second. And even remember, there were moments there in New Plymouth where they were easily the team that was on top. So if if you're Argentina, how do you get that 80-minute consistency? Well, it was, it was difficult for them in the first half because they just, uh, just didn't have enough ball. I mean, they defended pretty much for the whole half. And I think for them, it's, it's about, you know, obviously getting getting uh, set-piece sorted. Uh, they were under pressure there. And then, you know, once you hold on to the ball and you can build some pressure against this all-black team, you know, you can make some inroads. I mean, as we saw it with the Australians and Dunedin as well. Uh, they just they just play a little bit frenetic for me. Uh, I mean, the, the Latinos, for the most part, uh, play with a lot of emotion. Uh, they, they feed off their crowds and off each other. And I think sometimes they just really need some real calm heads, particularly in their decision-making positions at nine and ten, uh, fullback as well. And I mean, you know, they made some silly mistakes up front. They just they just get, uh, I don't know, they get overawed and they get they get fired up and make some really silly decisions, and it just puts pressure on their team. So they can't hold position and can't build pressure for long enough. Uh, Ant's drawn with us, of course. Uh, Ant, you wore the black number nine jersey, so let's let's have a look at half facts there. Aaron Smith, I th- think, has been in sublime form recently, um, but it doesn't seem like we have a game where both Smith and Pedernada play really well. Even if we go back, back right through the year, and there appears either one of them plays excellently and the other one doesn't quite hold up to it. Is it is that a fair enough comment? Yeah, I mean, it's, I totally agree with you, Aaron Smith. I mean, yeah, he he well documented last year. He really struggled with both on and off field performances. Uh, and he's, he's back playing very, very well. He's integral in terms of the success of this team and plays very well with Bowden Barrett as well. But, you know, TJ is a contrast for them. 
Uh, I, I thought you know the game had lost a lot of shape in that second half, but I thought what he did, particularly uh, putting pressure on the ball, he's very good at uh, getting to the breakdown and he puts a lot of lot of heat on that ball. I think he got maybe one or two turnovers, so he brings another skill set to the match. But it had lost you know so much shape in that second half. It's hard for him to really build his game. Uh, so you know he was he was on defending pretty much uh, for most of that 40 minutes. But I mean there were some good signs for him. Uh, they are very different the way they play the game. Um, so you're always going to see a bit of a change when, when one is on and, and not the other. So uh, I think that's what they want. Um, but to get a, um, you know, a, a 100% performance out of both of them is not always that easy because the game does change. And the competition, the rugby championship, was done and dusted before kickoff, and because of the draw between South Africa and the Wallabies. And the Argies didn't get blown out in that second half. They held their own. So when you look at the All Blacks to this point, with still one game to go, how are we ranking and assessing the four teams in the competition? I mean, they're clearly the best, let's be honest. I mean, it was a sublime performance uh, at North Harbour Stadium uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, where everything clicked and they managed to, to keep that momentum for the whole 80 minutes. Uh, you know, they've had their moments this season. Uh, the Australians obviously exposed some, some frailties in Dunedin, uh, which I think they tidied up pretty quickly. And, and, you know, even the Pumas in that second half uh, showed that when they can really hold the ball and build pressure and, and, and knock this all back team back on their heels a little bit, when they're playing frenetically, uh, you know, they're, they're under pressure. So uh, it, it's, a, it's a very good team still. Uh, they've brought some new players to the mix, which is superb. They've done that for the last five or six years. So that's impressive from a coaching perspective. Uh, and they just keep building, don't they? Um, it, whilst they have their moments, I still think this, this team has, has got massive amount of momentum and, and clearly is the best team in the world at the moment. Yeah, with one game left, of course, against the box next week. Hey, thanks, and appreciate that. No worries, boys. Thank you. Cheers. There we go. Mm. The golden child to uh, match up with Nigel Yeldon for a lot of the uh, games in Auckland, of course, and Straw, and former mm. All Black halfback. We don't want to give him your nickname, though. No. He's bestowed it on all, upon all of us. <laughs> I didn't know. Honestly, I didn't know. That's awesome, Because, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know. You're a baby. To be fair, it was it made uh, Mitre 10 Cup really <laughs> interesting and investing for me. I wanted to see what and find out who won and then whose nickname I was going to find out this morning. It's, it, which is tough to do at times for Mitre 10 Cup. They're, up, in, they're up against a lot of stuff and anything you can do, like bring dogs along and stuff like that. Bring, yeah, bring along game. your puppy. It's great. What was that one we had last week? We were asking you out there in the audience, how would you make uh, rugby better for a live experience? And this was during the Super Rugby rounds. Why not have one where if the ball goes into the crowd, you get to keep it? Why I not? Think that's fantastic. How, here's a question for you. How many points does Argentina have in the rugby championship this season? They haven't... Oh, are they on zero? They haven't won, have oh, they? Oh, that's right. Or do they have some bonus points? I don't know, actually. They've been paying attention to us. Zero. A zero. Yeah. You don't get points for cards? <laughs> <laughs> Love any he delivers, doesn't he? He does. He Every just does. Time. That train's you know never late. You know he's getting yellow carded. Boom, there he is as well. I love Thomas Lovanini though. You reckon if you put aviator glasses on him, he looked like Biggles? He does. He looks like a World War One fighter ace. Don't try and tell me that he doesn't. You think about that. If you saw yesterday's test match and you saw Thomas Lovanini with his, his little mustache and his and his helmet on there as well, tell me he wouldn't look better with a scarf around him and a leather jacket, flying a sop with camel. Another. I miss that. You know, I miss that. We we used to have that kind of risk, that kind of 
flick of the coin when we had Troy Flavelin, didn't we? <laughs> now he's like, oh, he could go. Oh, this could be exciting. So another rugby championship in the book for the All Blacks. Congratulations to them. They now play the box in Cape Town, 4 o'clock. Live commentary next Sunday, the 8th of October. Our international rugby with Pit Stop, your brake specialist for all vehicles. Radio Sport. Another look at the NRL Grand Final next. Peter Peters out of Sydney. Kent. Mark. And the golden child.